Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor skills and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking practical help practical tips, practical advice, how to help you and your family or someone you know or love. We're still using yourtherapysource.com with different resources and different abilities. Today, let's talk some inclusion. We always want everyone to feel included. We want everyone to feel like they're a part of the family, part of the community, part of the school. Sometimes people are not able to do it as well, but there are easy ways to do so, easy tips to do so, especially when you're talking 75, District 75, schools that are specifically for children with special needs. But even in Gen Ed, where I am now, you have kids that have IEPs, you have kids that have different abilities, different needs, special needs. Everyone can be helped some way. Everyone can have some sort of help in some manner. We all need help, and we all are special and unique in our own ways. So how could we help everyone? feel to be included, for all students to be included, especially in the classroom or on the playground. During recess, all children and everybody should feel included. Many times, parents, teachers, and therapists focus on environmental modifications. We look at the environment, we look at what's around us, but don't forget other types of modifications as well. Each child can bring their own unique abilities to a classroom setting and in the home every child is different. You can't treat Johnny like you treat Sarah. You can't treat Sarah like you treat Charles. You can't treat Charles like you treat James and you can't treat James like you treat anyone else or Leah. You gotta find different ways. Those are made up names of course but you have to treat different kids differently. Every kid has their own talents, their own abilities. Don't say why isn't James like Charlie? Why can't Charlie be more like Leah? And in the classroom think of each kid as their own they all have their own talents they all have to be looked at in a special way in an individual way but they could all bring their own abilities talents and capabilities to the home setting and to the classroom setting several ideas to ensure that all kids are included during the school day first of all accept each child for who they are Don't try to change a child. Realize that each child has their own unique traits. Don't judge children based on a diagnosis or a student's file. A child is not their diagnosis. A child is not their label. A child is not what their IEP says. The IEP might explain the child, might try to depict the child, but the child you see is not the child you read. The child you read is not the child you see. You have to realize we have to write something about the child, but you have to meet the child, understand the child, get to work with the child, and get to know the child to really understand the child. Just because a kid has ADHD doesn't mean they're a kid An ADHD kid, a kid has autism, doesn't make them an autism child. We talked about this in the past. It's making the person first. It's child first language, not diagnosis first language. The child comes before the diagnosis. You say a child that has autism, a child that has ADHD, a child in a wheelchair. Don't say they're a wheelchair kid. Don't say they're an ADHD kid. Don't say they're a Down syndrome kid. The diagnosis is not the person. A child that has Down syndrome, a child that has autism, it's just a part of them. Like, I have black hair, used to be brown. I'm a guy that has black hair. I'm not the black hair guy, or now gray, the gray hair guy. I'm not the guy that wear the reading glasses guy, a guy that has reading glasses. We have abilities, we have different parts of us 
different aspects of us, but that does not define who we are. The diagnosis does not define the child. One more time, it's the child that uses a walker, not the walker kid. A child that happens to be a runner, not the runner kid, which is a way of explaining kids that can't sit still, but that might run. Kids that happen to do this, kids that happen to have that. The child has learning disabilities, not the LD kid. I hope we explained that emphatically enough. First person child first language, first first child language, child first language, however we explain it. In school, they explain this the best term. I forget what the term is, but it's talking the child that has something, not something child, child that has something. So that's how we look at it. We have to realize that we can't judge the children based on something they may have. It's just an element of them, just like I have brown eyes, and this person has blue eyes, and this person has this hair. It's different traits, different elements of the person. But look at the kid, look at the person. Encourage group participation. Many parts make up a whole. We all benefit when we work together. One of my favorite analogies was when you think of the wheel. The wheel has many spokes to the wheel. If there was one spoke the wheel wouldn't turn. Like on a bicycle wheel, there's so many spokes. Each spoke contributes to the wheel. And I love the analogy. There's a ship and a guy decides that he wants water because it's burning out. He pokes a hole in the ship and someone says to him, Charles, what in the world are you doing? Why are you making a hole in the ship? He says, what do you mean? I need some water. It's not going to affect you. He said, you fool. You're making a hole. You're going to sink the whole ship. You're contributing to the ship. You're a part of the ship. You put a hole in the ship, you will sink the whole ship. All of us make elements together. All of us are parts of a hole together. You cannot make a hole in the ship. You cannot take a spoke out of the wheel with damaging the whole ship, with damaging the whole wheel. We all contribute. We all work together. We're all part of it together. Every aspect of a school is important. The therapists, the teachers, the administration, the janitors, everybody are important. We all work together. Every element of the classroom, every child in the classroom are important. Acknowledge all efforts. Make sure each child knows that their opinions and their actions are valid, valid, valued and appreciated. Everything they do, even if it's the wrong answer. Thank you so much for trying, Johnny. Their answer happens to be wrong, but I appreciate that you tried to contribute. Even if they're wrong, make sure to validate it and understand and appreciate that they tried. Promote group setting and group's decision making. Let all voices be heard to make a decision whether it will be what game to play at recess or what project to create. 25 kids, 25 hands. Hands up if you want to participate in this. Hands up if you want to do this. Let's make a decision together. Let's take a majority vote together. Break up complex group projects into smaller parts. Assign each child a small part that they can accomplish. Everyone can do something. If this child is very strong at coloring, let him do the coloring part. If this child is very strong at cutting, let him do the cutting. If this child is very strong at gluing, let him do the gluing. This child is very strong at stickers, let him do that. Everyone has their strengths. Let them play out their strengths for the small part that they can accomplish and they can attribute and they can contribute. Then they'll feel a valued member of the team. Teach the child to treat each other with dignity and respect. Everyone deserves respect. You might not agree with how people do things. You might not understand or like what people do things. You might not think that that's how you would do things, but you still give them dignity. You still give them respect. Respect for all we're doing this week in the Board of Ed, especially in my school. Everyone deserves respect. All staff, all children between each other and to one another, everyone deserves dignity and respect. This will encourage students to try their best. When they know that they're valued and respected, they will try their best. 
Provide multi-sensory instruction and free time. That's key from OT land. Teach lessons with a multifaceted approach of visual, verbal, and kinesthetic movement input. Other activities and offer activities that require varying levels of abilities. You don't have to only do a paper and pencil lesson. Bring in tactile, bring in visual, bring in auditory, bring in movement, bring in joint sense and movement. Bring in the smells, the sights, the sounds, the taste, the touch, and bring in the movement and the joint. All seven senses you gotta bring in to allow a multi-sensory experience because some kids will benefit and react better than others to other types of senses and other types of lessons. You gotta allow it to be adapted and to be appreciated by all types of abilities and all types of kids. Focus on each student's strengths. Again, not the diagnosis, not the disabilities, not the things they happen to have difficulty with. Focus on their strengths. What drives me nuts is when we sit in IEP meetings, we write IEPs, and they always throw in a ton of negative. We were taught, like the sandwich method, if you need to tell bad news, you say something good, there's something bad, and then close with something good. I really appreciate how hard you work as a teacher. I noticed that you could be a little better at varying the lesson for different students but again you're such a great teacher that's a way to sandwich don't just say you're a terrible thing you did this wrong you did this wrong how are you helping my students how are you helping my school terrible way of saying things you want to be a good administrator you want to be a good teacher you want to be a good parent when it comes to things like that in our opinion the best thing to do is the sandwich method so if a kid has something you want to write something in the ip say what they're good at say what they're difficult at how are we going to help them and really close it with the good i have to be better about that also But at the IP meeting, I always try to say, your child is a pleasure to work with. I wish all my kids were like that. And he does great with this and that. The only difficulty he has with this. So we're going to keep the mandate at that. And we're going to hope that he'll see progress in the future. We're going to go a minute over. But that's what we try to do. you got to sandwich things, do the sandwich method. And at meetings and writing things, really try to focus on the strengths. Try to bring in a lot of positive. There's a lot of negativity, especially in documentation. Especially when dealing with kids and talking to parents and the like. you got to put that value of the strength you got to put the ability to listen to their strengths and talk about their strengths really try that sandwich method even if you're talking to your spouse or kids or friends there's something that irks you something that bothers you start with the good bring in the negative then end with the good you know i really love how much you help around the house you could really be better if you just would be a little better with the cleaning but thank you again so much for all you do in the house you'll see a marked difference you'll see a much better response to that kind of criticism to that kind of Remark versus if you just say, oh, you never help around the house and never use never language. That also never helps anybody. So talk about the strengths. Model accepting and respectful language and behavior. Children will follow your lead. I always say this. Children learn from what we do rather than what we say. So do good things. Model good things. They will learn from your modeled behavior more than anything you say. Do as I say, not as I do, never works. Really, they will do as they, as they see you do. They will follow what you do instead of what you say. Because you could say th- one thing, it'll go in and out one ear. But if you do good things, you show modeling, helping around the house, you, you do kind acts and nice acts, showing that you're giving food for people that need it, and you host people, and you drive people, and you try your utmost to do for what your spouse and your children, your kids will see that, your students will see that. They learn from what you do. They will follow your lead. And encourage all students to ask questions and participate in any way they can. If they see a classroom that is accepting of all behaviors, accepting of strengths, they will want to be involved. They will want to participate. If they see that you encourage participation, you encourage questions, you encourage 
being involved any way you can, they will most likely want to be included in the best way possible. So that's how we could try to include all students. Just some ideas again with Mr. T and some help from yourtherapysource.com. Let's talk next time about some developmental coordination disorder, some tips for a child that may have developmental coordination disorder. Again, using that first person language is the most important thing to take away from today. This has been OT Talk with Mr. T and I'm your host, Mr. T.